What's going on, everybody? Corey here. Welcome back to Fly Casual. We've got reviews and we've got rumors. You're going to need to put on your uh, your spoiler caps because we're about to get it on with a couple episodes of uh, Rebels. We've got a couple Marvel comics. We've got a novel, Aftermath, Empire's End. That's right. We're breaking it all down, plus all of the meaty rumors. Hang out for another Fly Casual. Let's get ready to wrinkle! You guys with me where? underneath the blazing sky where are you guys at with me where i'll be with eagles flying high. i can't hey, hey. there you go you got it Ow. all you <laughs> so, buddy all you instead of saying almost fire right there, it needs to be porkins is on fire oh yeah we, can, we can fold that in somewhere was on fire say no cocktail see <laughs> You can probably get a St. Elmo's shrimp cocktail right there in Indianapolis. Yeah. You sure can. It's supposed in, to be one of the best. Indianapolis, as the resident in, locals say. Hey, you guys smell that. that. It's Porkins on fire. You guys, I mean, Whoa. in I the country, well. they, got, well they got Norfolk. Norfolk? Norfolk. Virginia. Instead of Norfolk. Norfolk. Right? What other, uh, what other, the people of Illinois call Edinburgh. it Illinois. Yeah, Edinburgh. The, Edinburgh. Right. the people Edinburgh. of the people of Illinois actually refer to their state as Illinois. Oh yeah, dumb. Oh, yeah. <laughs> About seventy five percent of the time. Yeah, that's rough. <laughs> yeah, and uh, in Indianapolis and in, in Indiana, we got Indianapolis for some nobody reason. Nobody calls it that. Indianapolis. Here. Uh, nobody. Nobody except nobody Corey. until you start yeah. listening to people talk and you hear Indianapolis. Whatever. Yeah, I'm you're just make, saying you're making shit up. You need again. to hang out with better people. No, that's probably true. I'm out, you guys. Peace. So long. Peace. I got the best decision you can make. (laughs) My podcast has got 10% better. Don't let the door of your own house hit you in the ass. Welcome, ladies and germs, back to Fly Casual, episode number Sneezy McGeezy. Episode. Oh, my gosh. Mike's having a hard time. Uh, He's, he's, uh, again, just... He actually made us do made us do wheelbarrows with him earlier, where we held his feet up and he walked on his hands so he could snort a ten foot line of blow. And so <laughs> it was pretty amazing. I was impressed. It was. I didn't yep. think one person could blow that much blow. I didn't know you could inhale through your nose you while also going wee at the same time. <laughs> I'm chasing it with a beer. So give me a second. Right? <laughs> so anyway, uh, welcome back. Uh, I'm your host, Mr. Corey T. Wilson. Over there messing with his ears, his nose, and his beer is Michael J. Archibald. Allergies, colds, I, I'm I don't know. I'm, yeah. over, I'm over 40. What can uh, maybe I, say? I need to run that air filter down here some more. Maybe there's still some uh, fiberglass dust from all nah, the extra it's just, insulation. It's just my old. Ass. We're getting all high tech yeah. with all of our with all of our sound absorption techniques yeah. in, in the That's studio. That's true. I forget here. you. Yeah, uh, yeah. The studio's looking pretty good though. By the way, it's getting there. Honestly, within a you've done so much since last week. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like whoa. It's a lot different. Yeah, it's. Yeah. Uh, Is this like the third, thirty or fortieth? iteration of the studio yeah this well this Probably. this particular format of studio has re- remained relatively consistent we're just chipping away at making it uh making the studio great for the first time <laughs> so, so like if one of you just had like like a potty emergency so in the middle pay- of the pod in the middle of the podcast and you went running upstairs <laughs> and flushed the toity it's likely <laughs> we wouldn't hear it <laughs> it's likely the the we might but the listeners probably wouldn't because yeah. i've insulated the crap out of that pot 
I've insulated that pipe a lot. In fact, I think it was getting a little too literal there for a moment. <laughs> right, yeah. Because it's a crap pipe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's going yeah, to start got, podcasting about uh, yeah, home improvement. We got insulation up in the floor joists up there, insulation in the walls covered with a nice black burlap. That's going to look even better in the next couple of weeks. Dude, you're like Martha Stewart and Bob Vila mixed Dude, together. I feel really good about this This. The ceiling in here, yeah, your Mila. is the piece de resistance uh, <laughs> in here, Mila. which is we've 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 covered up the vent with insulation and 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 uh, new lighting, LED lighting because we're very eco friendly podcast. Yeah, sure, yeah, really, yeah, yeah. So maybe maybe someday it actually what feels he said. a little more intimate. It does with the tables closer Ooh, to you. Sexy. You're you're better positioned. Master controls yeah. get a little better position. Yeah, actually, so I, can, I am closer. I can see to Howie you than I've ever been yes. without right. having to like dodge things back and forth yeah, and yeah. get off my mic constantly. And I'm going to get a, a better view of Mike when it's becomes summertime. <laughs> oh yeah, you might actually right. be able to peek the over and thighs. get a look yeah. of the Rambus thighs. <laughs> oh yeah, Rambus creamy. Yeah. yeah, talk about nobody understanding that reference, but yes, I made that reference. You I did. understand it. You did, and I had to Google it to make sure it wasn't just some BS thing. Oh wow! Seriously? Yes. Oh you did. wow! Oh man! Okay, oh yeah, at least a couple of us know. Kirby because has. as a child, I paid attention to sports. Okay. You right? do like the sports no. ball. Ah, Karambas, dude. No. Yeah. I was watching Star Wars like a real nerd. <laughs> Behold. Yeah. Remember Rambus? Have you LA seen Karambas? LA Lakers, the glasses, the yeah. horn rims. He's the, creamy the, thighs. he's the epitome of nerds. <laughs> yes. Speaking of epitome of nerd over there at Master Controls, Mr. Stephen J. Howie. Um, I don't really know how to respond to that. No, it's a compliment. Yeah. It's a compliment. Is it? Here? Yes. It is. We Anywhere else? You. Probably we love not. you, buddy. Yes. I, uh, I defend it to him. If, if, if some lady walks up to you in the street and says, hey, you're the epitome of nerds, you just punch her right in the mouth. Yeah. That's what you do. Yeah. I mean, I really, <laughs> punch if some lady approached me mouth, all right. in the middle of nowhere, I probably would just do that anyways. Yep. No, I wouldn't. Yep. Kick her in the front butt and run off. Over here, uh, joining us again wow. is Mr. Stephen Petrie. Right. <laughs> you okay? Right in the taco. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no. No, no. That no. is not the kind of podcast uh, that we are, guys. Uh, we need to start over. What? We, like if she just went and got fourth meal? I front butt's okay, taco. Uh, second breakfast. Why is that a bad thing? I think you know Petrie. Front butt's hilarious, but oh, Taco, and you're a freaking war criminal. Hey, that's the country we live in. Like it or not. Fascist. Speaking of the country, across the pond and down a few is Mr. Garrick, not Jay Hardy. What's up, fools? What's up, bro? Representing the rest of the country. Man, I'm tired. I don't know if I can get through this. I've been playing a lot of Connect Star Wars Galactic Dance Off. <laughs> Say that one more time. Uh, what did I Star just Wars hear? Connect Galactic Dance Off? Oh, I just. Oh yeah. I'm tuned Best out. Best game ever. Star Wars Connect them all. Last week what? it was these plush dolls. Now this week it's this. Yeah, man. Whatever it is. My childhood. I feel like Garrick has Benjamin Button's disease, but also it makes him like it changed genders awesome. while getting younger. It He's turning awesome. into a little girl. Is what I'm saying. Oh, I see. Okay. He could I've have Benjamin's been front butt disease. <laughs> 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 you, guys, you guys should play. It's a great game. Okay. It's got parody songs for for Star Wars. Oh yeah. 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 I bet yeah. that's not painful at all. No, it's awesome. <laughs> well, Garrick, I'm glad to know that you found a way to actually channel your uh, your inner dance demons. And 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 put them out there and shake it like you just don't care. In addition to waving waving your hands in the air, I'm really good at such. doing the minoc. I'm just saying. We're at, well, yeah, 
Yeah, and that's an acquired skill. Yeah, it, it is. It really uh, is. You don't just learn to do the Minoc overnight. That's a level two Star Wars dance move. Is it? Yeah, you fly into a big mouth and hang on a tooth. No, I'm pretty yeah. sure. I'm pretty sure you just pick up the the Wii U power cable and chew on it. Oh, okay. <laughs> that works. Or the connect, the Xbox, nom, whatever. Nom, 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 nom. Yeah, yeah. You can only you play do. the game once because then you don't have a connect cable anymore. Right. Also, yeah. you, there's holes in your you cheeks. Ate it. There's yeah. holes in your cheeks because you fried them with electricity. Yeah, and you're dead also. Yep, there's that. In the meantime, speaking of dead, we've got some reviews to do, don't we? Yeah! <laughs> you guys know how to hype my segments up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I calls them like I sleep some. In rumors this week, I said taco and got skipped on my intro. (laughs) (laughs) That was your intro, wasn't it? Oh, was it? Yeah. Well, I should have come up with something better. You were just so shaken by the dirty bomb you dropped that you lost your memory. Oh, okay. You know what? What our listeners don't know is that. Petrie's actually on every episode, how he just edits them out. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can't have of most of what like he this. says on. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's right. No, yeah, he just comes in it here. It really is a war crime. He just comes in here and starts saying things that are only well, acceptable in British social circles. Luckily, <laughs> or, luckily we're, we're pretty safe because he's Canadian. So That's yeah. true. Yeah. That's, that's true. <laughs> it's Canadian. Yeah, yeah you, guys, you guys still acknowledge the crown, so you're allowed to say things like that. Right, yeah. yeah. Which crown? <laughs> Is it the French crown? The crown. The only crown. crown. (laughs) The one that comes in Coke. Right. (laughs) Unlike Mike who comes with it. Royal Crown Cola? Is that what you acknowledge? (laughs) Anyhow, what are we reviewing? Anyway, we got reviews to start. We got a ton of reviews, guys. Oh, man. A ton. Oh, we got, huh. we got Star Wars 29. Ton. I'm going to go fluff up a pile of loose insulation over here and just bury my face in it and hope yeah. for sleep or cancer. Hope you, hope you oh. choke. <laughs> got, got Dr. Afro number five. Some sleep Ooh, cancer. Afro, I'm in. Mike Shoy. Yeah. We got a couple episodes of Rebels through Imperial Eyes and Secret Cargo. And of yeah. course, a long awaited review. Of the last installment of the Aftermath series. No, I'm Empire really scared, I'm scared about that review because we didn't prep Garrick this time. <laughs> That's uh-huh. true. That's true. <laughs> last time we reviewed a novel, we said, hey, let's do a condensed one because the one before was really long. And Garrick's like, yeah, seriously, we need to trim it down. And then forced us to go on for 45 minutes. <laughs> you guys were you guys were totes interested the whole time. And we kept so trying to cut him off and drop these wrapping no, up bombs. And I, I no. literally said the words, so cut to the end. And, and Garrick goes, well, yeah, and then this thing happens. But before you got there, you got to go back to this. <laughs> That was good. It was good. It was a good, good book. The Catalyst book. Should we try reverse psychology? Garrick, take an hour. Maybe I'll do a comparative analysis between Empire Zen and Catalyst. Great. Sounds fascinating. Exegete for us. (laughs) Anyway, let's start off with some comics because they're the shortest. They're like 30 pages or so. Yeah. That's ads. Sure. Anyway, Star Wars 29. I'm going to break this down. Are you guys prepared for this? Man, my my I'm, my butt's hot and ready to go. Here we go. The hills are alive with the sounds of the hills waking up and crushing everyone under its giant mountain feet. Oh, yeah! Short green lightsabers and blue force crystals. Lord of the Flies, kids and dudes with laser pistols. <laughs> Kiss cosplayers <laughs> avoiding a planetary war. A few of Yoda's things, these are. But in the present, <laughs> Luke is still trying to figure out how to solve the problem like R2-D2 and being 16 going on 17 hours of space flight has Luke jumping at the chance to land on the nearest planet. 
and climb every mountain to find out what he can find out about that frog-like Jedi. Uh. Luke soon says so long and farewell to his X-Wing, and soon is confronted by the last lonely goat herd Rockhawker, who wants the budding end Jedi to finish this GD war. Uh, also Edelweiss. <laughs> uh, you guys remember the Hollywood writer's strike? I remember how shows kind of suffered because other people stepped up to write? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we should really probably just go back to the negotiation table with the Flag Agile Glee Club because I'm a little worried about Garrick's performance. Yeah. <laughs> but that was rock solid, man. Get the bargaining committee together. I I would I would challenge someone to find a, a off pitch in that that song I just sang. Yeah. I would challenge that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Star Wars twenty nine, uh, another Yoda backstory. So so the I, hills are stomping on people. Does that make yes. them? Does that make them foothills? And I didn't really know <laughs> that the mountain was in Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. the ma- the mountain actually comes to life because it's a living being. And this is I'm not making this up. The mountain is actually a creature that comes to life and starts crushing people. <laughs> yes. This uh, almost sounds like Moana. I don't but, know. I haven't seen that one. Come on. You guys are saying this was, oh, this is cool. Man. This is all right. This is this is the stuff. Yeah. <laughs> who did? Mike's, <laughs> Who's saying that? Mike's drunk. <laughs> well, I know Garrick was last week. I thought you were kind of like, oh, that's all right. That's I don't yeah, even know right. what you're talking about. <laughs> I do. Talk about Star Wars. It's the first Wars, time man. I've heard of any of this. <laughs> Go back two weeks ago. To this yeah. comic? Yeah. I've yes. never heard of this comic. I don't know anything about it. You never heard of Star you Wars? You are confusing me with your other nerdy Star Wars no. friends that you refer to watch and see We it talked with. about this two <laughs> weeks ago. That, that, yes, the, it's Toby's that, fault. That, the, the rocks were all alive it, and all Toby. that stuff. And everybody's like, oh. Yeah. So, yeah oh, living then, rocks. Now we're talking about Frozen. Got it. Yeah. Now I got my Disney property. <laughs> Olaf comes alive and starts crushing everyone. Under yeah, him. that makes sense. Yeah, the with warm yeah. hugs. <laughs> he loves warm hugs. Yeah, yeah. But in the last comic, you remember there was a heart. They came across the heart of a mountain, and uh, Yoda was saying, "Oh, this is alive." And <laughs> all sure the, enough, all the dwarves the, had died, and <laughs> uh, a, and then the lusty oh. Argonian came in, and yeah, yeah. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it was a literal heart of the mountain, not figurative. Oh, oh. well, that <laughs> was too. It was the heart heart of a, a a mountain creature that came to life and turned into a a giant rock eater from. The never-ending story. Oh, nice. Stomping things. (laughs) I don't know, man. I can't get through this. No. (laughs) (laughs) But I really want, I was really excited to see some Yoda backstory, but with a lot of these things, they they can't do anything with it. They just can't do anything. So they. It started okay. I was okay with the beginning of this. And then it becomes a a fantasy masturbation festival. Yeah. Which, by the way, if they have those, I want to know more about it. Yeah. Until the mountain got up and, yeah, it started. I was all about Yoda backstory until it became a Trump to the Shire. Wait, we need a skinny kid with with designs on his head like Krillin from Dragon Ball. Wait. Actually, they do have that. I know. Fanboy, why? Okay. How did you get here? <laughs> no, that's ah, my that's my unflattering impersonation of fanboy. Oh, yeah, me me too. I, just I was like, I, I don't see you. But. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, long story short, uh, it flashes back to the I guess the present where Luke's flying around and he comes across this <laughs> planet where Yoda had fought so this rock dumb. creature, and he sees kind of the remains of the creature. Around. Does he suddenly have R five in his? Uh... Yeah, because R two D two in an earlier comic went off, uh, stole an X wing and went off to try to rescue C three PO, 
who had been no, taken he didn't. Uh, captive by the uh, that super elite stormtrooper squad. Yeah, all right. Yeah, of course. So. This sucks. Oh, stop. I will never read these. I gotta tell you. <laughs> oh, shut up. Look at flipping that bad. Flipping through this comic, they're bad, but they're flipping, not that bad. Flipping through this comic, I have no desire to even read the text. <laughs> I'm just looking at it, going, "Don't like the art. It's very mundane. From eh. panel to panel, nothing changes. It's, the art's okay. I, I, the art's definitely the best part. Well, that's sad. <laughs> yeah, the art is great. It's very contoury. It's Boy. very contour heavy. Oh, shut up, and you and your sophomoric yeah. art. I kind of want to get back to the main story because that was actually more inter- starting to get more interesting. Than oh, you don't like uh, you don't like uh, gangs of dudes who meditate on mats in the middle of the desert and paint skulls on their faces because yeah, it's the, really the lame. kids cosplayers. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, <laughs> was uh, Afra Five any better? Anyway, Afra Five came out. <laughs> <laughs> Afra Which, is always better. Afra, it, just looking at it, her. Yeah, it, right. I mean I the just, comic. I just look at the the cover, comic is yeah. guys. You guys sicken me. Oh, shut so, up. Somebody's got to pretend to take the high road around. Here. I mean, somebody's got to take the high road around here. Nope. So let's uh, let's break this down real quick. You guys ready? Oh, after last one. Here, yeah. No singing in this one. <laughs> Dr. Ephra and the boys have finally found the Ordu Aspectu, the place where Jedi go to die. You know, before Mustafar became the hip and cool place for Jedi right. to go to die. Uh, oh, instead stop. Of a, instead of a sweet, evil lair surrounded by lip. Liquid hot magma and Rathars with freaking laser beams on their freaking heads. They just find a bunch of dusty old bones. And like any good role player worth their salt, Dr. A rolls search and sleight of hand before a party decides what to do next. Because who wants to burden themselves with that whole share the loot with the party nonsense? But before Afra can get that 10th lightsaber, the cyborg Captain Tolvin arrives on the scene with their snowtrooper homeboys. Soon the lasers start flying around and Black Crustacean pulls the classic Zoyberg and whoop, 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 whoops right out of there, <laughs> leaving Afra and her old man high and dry and full of awesome curse words. But before Dr. Honeybuns and her dads get empired, they find refuge in an ancient Jedi meditation chamber that happens to have a malevolent spirit of a long dead force entity that can inhabit inanimate metal automatons bristling with spikes and laser cannons. Oh, when, I guess? Get really sick Boy. of stumbling across yeah. those randomly. <laughs> yeah, happens all the time. Yeah, what a pain. Dang it. Yeah, Dr. Afra. so uh, I guess I'm enjoying this one because they're kind of brushing the surface of uh, kind of the old Republic era type Jedi's. You know, they're kind of, because she's an archaeologist, so they, I guess, have more liberty for her to explore the past of the Jedi and all that stuff. Yeah. So they kind of go to this planet that was a refuge of the Jedi, like this rumored mythical place where uh, nobody really knows what it was for. There's a lot of different theories, but they kind of come across a bunch of dead Jedis, and they still have their lightsabers <laughs> on twice. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is. Yep. Jedis. Drink. Right. Yeah. I'm saying it in French. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah oh. but they yeah i mean i love this comic's pretty cool i mean so far uh i'm liking afra of course because she's the best character ever. when did she start rolling around with professor x i don't know man that's, that's her man. dad that's daddy that's, oh that's, that's pops xavier afra yeah <laughs> <laughs> so it kind of sucks that uh during the course of the comic uh her and black crustacean and BT one and triple zero get separated and they kind of just like abandon Afra and her dad on the planet with the, yeah. all the Imperials. And I'm like, Oh man, yeah, we're such a good team. Basically black crustaceans like I'm out of here. Yeah, he, Jumps yeah, he, on the he, ship. And then uh, Yoko yeah, Ono's yeah, like, ah, screw this. We're gone. He's like, screw this. I'm going home. 
as a state reference. No, I, I got it, Doug. Yeah. Yeah. yeah BT1's like, I want to dip my balls in it. I got it. No one is going to get that. <laughs> More people would get the ball dipping reference than the I'm out of here. I'm out okay. Of here. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. So, the, at the end of the comic, they kind of come across a, an, I guess, an infinite being of some sort, some sort of force being. That's Those things green, are everywhere. Energy monster. <laughs> Did you say infinite or impotent? Infinite. <laughs> wow. Oh, okay. That makes a difference. Infinitely impotent. Probably oh, impotent. Uh, and infinitely just, inif- in, in, it's just I was an innocent. It's yeah. just a gas ball, so I don't know where it puts its parts, so it could be impotent. You know what I'm saying? You puts know? it puts it right in the right in the taco. Oh Jesus. <sighs> wow. <laughs> Good thing how he's that's, trying to that's two. Oh, he's wow. hoping he's hoping that no, that's number three. That's that was supposed to be the funniest callback and it fell flat. Oh. Wow. Wow. Now if you do it again, now you're just joshing it into the ground or just hoping <laughs> one of the hooks will stick. So I, thought, I got another I one. one. I'm sure. I do. I thought my poor singing voice would detract from that, but yeah. I guess it did not. <laughs> try harder to suck next time. <laughs> yeah. I'll try harder, guys. So yeah, after five. Still loving this comic. Probably the best one until it's the most. It's the most interesting for not going. It's it's not going insane, you know. Yeah, I I mean, I love it because Afra is a great character, and they kind of you kind of get a softer side of her in this issue. She's kind of talking with her dad about you know crap about you know her mom and that kind of stuff. So it's kind of cool to see a softer side of her, and also she's still hardcore. She's a really cool and complex character. (laughs) I love how they're. Kind of flushing her out. Yeah, there was there was like an exchange between her and her dad, and and he was like surprised by something that she was doing, and she looks at him. She goes, "What do you think I do?" Yeah, she's like, "I'm an archaeologist. I'm just I'm just a a grave robber that just fills out fancy paperwork." (laughs) That's good dialogue. I'm like, that's something Indiana Jones would say. That's pretty. Well, I guess not Indiana Jones. Maybe like. uh, Yeah, he doesn't fill out paperwork. He jumps out the back office window and takes (laughs) off. That's right. He does. Yeah. Maybe Belloc would say that. So. Yeah, that's such a Belloc thing. Yeah, to say. classic Belloc. They call him Beloche. Beloche. <laughs> oh, Belloc. <laughs> Belloc. Come on. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, what's going on in Rebels? Rebels. We had Rebels. two two whole episodes of Rebels come out. Since what? We they actually two. let us watch it two weeks in a row. Yes. Yep. They'll be back in six weeks. They released them on, on next week. Uh, simultaneous weekends. It was crazy. Craziest thing I've ever seen. I know. Back to back. It was awesome. Well, let's talk so, about them. Let's talk about it. First one, we or we had two. One first one's through Imperial Eyes and then Secret Cargo. So through Imperial Eyes was a great episode. It because was. It starred mainly one Grand Admiral Thrawn. Yep. Solving some mysteries. Because at the beginning of the episode, we have a little Ezra Bridger getting captured by the Empire, and they kind of think he's a uh he kind of uh Convinces the convinces him he's a bounty hunter or smuggler. They take him on board, but his real goal is to rescue Agent Callus because he thinks that maybe Agent Callus is in trouble working undercover as Fulcrum. So they kind of go get into some hijinks and uh, they end up going to hijinks. Grand Admiral Thrawn's uh, Star Destroyer, which uh, uh, over the over the comms they uh, actually call the Chimnera. So. They what they call it? Wait, 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 Chimera, what? The Chimera. I will come through this internet line <laughs> wait, wait. and pummel you. I already, I already pulled the trigger on this last episode, but I want to do it again this episode. But you just made me have a false positive. I'm not happy with you about it. Ch- the Chimera. 
Yeah. Wow. So that- the Chimera's back. <laughs> and it's been the Chimera all along. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, and it I, has been. Yeah. And there are, there, there are official sources that took that as a given. But to hear it said felt real nice. It, it did. did. It felt great. Yeah. Like, just that. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I'm glad, I'm glad it felt great for you guys. The Chimera. Oh, it did, yeah. The Chimera, of course, being uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn's flagship in the Zahn trilogy. Yes. Right. Uh, so nice which, to hear his starter which Shorter means, has a name. Which means right, Marjade, right around the corner. Marjade's well, right oh, there. Oh, yeah. I went, and the Katana fleet. <laughs> I yep. went a different direction. The whole Katana fleet. Jeez. <laughs> Onager. Actually, yeah. I went a different direction with that when I said, okay, it's, I mean, it, like you said, it was it was never not a thing, but it's nice to hear it right there. Yeah. Out, you know, Chimera, here it is. Yep. You know it's got to have a first officer. Yep. Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah. He's kind of an old beardy guy. With a mu- no, mustache. 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 Right. Mike, do you even Star Wars? But oh, yeah. come on, Mike. Yeah, and a gray, hairy, mustachioed guy that's it. Totally not. Paleon. No, I, that, that nope. wasn't him. No. Nope. Yep. Not Palian at all. Nope. But I never heard him call. Did they name him? Yes. The first Admiral oh, Constantine. That's it's Admiral Constantine. It's always oh. been Admiral Constantine. Yeah, he's been in the show before. Right. But, I mean, the, the character, the Imperial characters are pretty much ubiquitous, ubiquitously designed. Yeah. Sort of like Lieutenant, what was his name in Lieutenant this episode? Lieutenant Dan? Lu- oh, sorry. <laughs> that's probably not it. So we'll just call List. him list yeah. yeah like he it looks like they didn't even bother making a new model for this guy <laughs> oh yeah no. it was like a major character in the episode you never even saw his eyes because the brim no. of his hat was pulled down low because they're just like we don't have time to he's, make he's just right. generic imperial officer a yeah young imperial officer a like literally we've seen the same <laughs> character b, a, okay we we've go. seen the same model a thousand times in this show and I was like, wow, this is the most speaking Ooh, lines from a background model I've ever think, seen. I think they're Ooh, all silence. Yeah. Mm. yeah, could be. Could be. Mm. New but theory. Either way, uh, yeah, it was not it was not Palian. They 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 totally baited us too. I feel like they knew what they were doing when they put him in next to Thrawn as if he was like standing behind him. Well, I I disagree. Like, oh, though. Gilad, you're back. Maybe he well, had but a he's not the first had officer. Constantine on it. And What's so that? Sandra's name. He wasn't the first officer of the ship, though. No, Admiral Constantine wouldn't be, would he? Right, no, but they just... did. After that, you didn't see a first officer necessarily of the ship, so he still could be. He just still could don't, be there. Don't he still could bubble. be there. I'm just saying the the way they positioned him on screen, I felt like that. Like at least five or six people who work on the show went. <laughs> this will piss a few of them. Off. <laughs> oh yeah, we're not going to do anything to actually <laughs> piss them off. They'll still get a little pissed, and that's fun. Yeah. Well, there's you know, another yeah. fin- familiar name from the EU in this. Did you guys was there it? ever? EU yeah. nothing. He's in a movie. No. Oh, don't know what I'm who are talking you talking about? about? Oh, there's, there's a secret name drop that you might have missed. But I anyway. Yeah. What you're talking well, about no, no, is Wolfie Don't say Wolfie but Lauren. anyway and then uh, not say anything. No, he's I'm teasing building you. up to it. It's suspense. Yeah. He's That's, building you up for a nice you, big heavy release. Right, do it. Are you, are you under suspense? Are you in bit. suspense? No, he's twisted up really. in knots. I'm Can not. you feel the yep. suspense weighing on your shoulders, crushing you to the ground like a rock nah. monster? No, nah, I'm, re- I'm reading other things. That's, Go ahead. Those okay. are the sacks anyway. of the cocaine. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Thrawn is bringing all his uh, top guys over to his ship because. Top men. Top men. Because one of them, he surmises, is actually Fulcrum. <gasps> so he brings the uh, spy hunter in, in charge, uh, Wolf Ularin. 
That's who right. Is, who has been in the the movies? With yep. the episode four, I believe, who? on the Death yep. Star. What are we talking about? He was sitting there on the Death Star yep. in the white admiral. Well, but it's not an admiral uniform, but in the white uniform, uh, sitting around the table with a gray mustache. We have mustaches everywhere in this episode. Everywhere. Yeah. But, like, cool, mustache. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh, he's the uh, head of ISB. Yeah. Yeah. So yep. he's the head of the Imperial Security Bureau. Exactly. Also, and he, we learned later. Also, that not he, named Isar. He's yeah. actually trained. Um, he trained Callus to do his job. So I guess he report. That's Agent Callus reports to him, and he was one of his star pupils. So yep. that was interesting. Ah. By the way, good voice acting. You know, I complain a lot about the Imperials all sounding very snivelly. Yeah, he was and great. And he had one of those deep voices, and I'm like, thank you. Finally, <laughs> some you know range on these Imperials. Yes. You know. It was great. So yeah, so uh, Callus and the rest ca- uh, are gathered into uh, Thrawn's office, and you see Thrawn fighting some what look like dark troopers, but right. we've seen them before. Those the Imperial assassin droids. Yes, exactly. And, which which are the retconned dark troopers? And That's here, what they here's are. Here's where here's where the suspense will come to light. Right here. Are you guys ready? Do you remember the code word he used to shut down the droids when he was fighting them? Something chiss. No. <laughs> Well, maybe I don't know. He actually, the he actually Bio-hexa- said biohexadecimal. <laughs> biohexadecimal. Yes, that's right. Yep. <laughs> no, he said override rook. Are right. You, and if you remember uh, from the EU, rook was the Nogri who actually ended up assassinating Grand Admiral Thrawn. Oh, right. right. damn. <laughs> yeah. What? So little, little good Easter, catch. Little Easter egg there by uh, you know our. Good buddy Dave Filoni, because he knows mm-hmm. Filonius so. Dave. Because like, now that we know that, again. now that we know that uh, there are assassins posted just outside Thrawn's office. Yes. Oh, I'm hovering on the button on that one. <laughs> no, it's tough. so close. Because they're not Nogri, they're Dark Trooper slash Assassin droids, and yes. that's not real, but I mean, so no, don't push it. Nope, no. nope. So All right, Brandon, everything's yeah. fine. So that was, I, I <laughs> was pretty cool. Go back to sleep, cool. old man. I had to look that up on the internet, and I, apparently that's what he said, so okay, I'm all for that. Nice catch. Cool. Nice yeah. catch. My, I, feel, I have a warm feeling in my belly. Yeah. yeah. You're welcome, guys. So, yeah, yeah through the course of the show, uh, Agent Callus kind of uh, frames Lieutenant List uh, for his wrongdoings as being fulcrum and kind of, you know, out through a series of events, kind of gets List uh, in trouble for all his stuff. And <laughs> it seems to, everything seems to be tied up in a nice, neat bow, but... Yep, he ends up not escaping with Ezra, but because yeah. he's like, no, I got it covered now, and I'm, I do better work here. I'm more useful here. Everything's fine. Yeah. We're good. Yeah. How are you? Yep. Good. How are you? All right. Yep. How you doing? All right. Yep. So, yeah. So, but. Uh, uh, but, Yularen's like, hmm, that was a little too easy. I love that line. <laughs> yeah. like, things settled quite tidily, a little too tidy for my comfort, and I'm just exactly. like, the the voice actor delivering that line, it just sounded so perfect, whereas <laughs> in this show, it, the style of the show, a lot of the dialogue is kind of forced, and that's 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 intentional, but the oh, this voice actor was just so good yeah. and conversational. I was like, I love that just line. The way, just the way he said it, matter of factly, he's like, I'm not taking yeah. any of this BS. This, yeah, this, this is no, this. Didn't yeah, he's matter. basically saying, I'm not going to say everything's bullcrap right now, but I feel like it's bullcrappy. It's all bullcrap. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Whereas yeah. you know, you know, if anybody's going to drop some knowledge, it's going to be Thrawn. Yeah. But th- it's cool that they didn't use him as a pawn. 
to be like, well, everything's great now. I guess I'll be parting ways. And they're like, but wait, there's more. <laughs> they actually had him smell blood in the water as well. Yeah. Which and made I, it more of a collaborative thing. I think well, yeah. I mentioned this before that the Imperials historically in the show have just been this bumbling, oh, look at us, except except aside from Tarkin, who was in a few episodes, and maybe Vader, who's in a few. But other than that, they just kind of, the rebels always get the, their way. And no matter yeah. what they do, they always come out on top. But this time it's like, oh, Thrawn's in charge and he's got Yalara and some of the top minds in the Empire right there. Mm -hmm. like, mm, nope, that's not right. Nope. Yep. So it was kind of cool to see that kind of little twist in the in the in the cartoon finally. Mm -hmm. And, and then uh, because Thrawn outwardly realizes who Fulcrum probably is. Yes. Yeah. Because he finds the the helmet uh, who is Ezra's uh, when he came aboard as the uh, uh, you know bounty hunter slash smuggler, and he realizes the pattern on the the helmet is a, actually a loath cat, and it, he recognizes the artist as Sabine, and he and then he kind of connects the dots. He's like, okay. So Callus brought this guy aboard. And it was it was cool. Go. It was cool to officially see Thrawn wreck, like solve something from the artwork observations. Yes, absolutely. It's it's hard to make that make sense in a narrative form on a 23, 21 minute show without it being eye rolling. I mean, they've already shown like the interest in you know in uh in Hera's family's crest thing and all that. But the fact that he's like He's got Sabine's artwork right there in his office. Yeah, he has a big chunk of wall where she. Yeah, out, like, and the, the fact that he's coming. like that, he can look at it, look at the detail, and know that it was the same artist. That actually jives with the the traditional understanding of Thrawn. Yes, right. Absolutely. But yet, it's also super simple. It's not saying look at the curvature, look at the you know blah blah like all like like Zahn was able to take Thrawn into detail with his observation. You can't do that in a show like this. So kind of reducing it to recognizing the artist, I'm like, okay, cool. I'm good. Thank you. Thank you, Filoni and company. Yep. At some point, we're going to have to actually start thanking the showrunner, which is not technically Filoni at this point. Oh, it's Filoni. <laughs> <laughs> He's always there. In, yeah. In spirit. Yeah. So at the end of the episode, uh, Thrawn realizes Callus's fulcrum, and Yularen's like, oh, well, that sucks. Here's my best student. I'm like, well, you know what? He's actually more used to me as fulcrum. Yep. Like, bump, bump, bump. Yeah, that's true Thrawn nature. You know, he's kind yep. of the antithesis of the Empire. Like, the Empire's like, oh, you know, traitors, root him out, kill him. Thrawn's like, no, I'm going to use Upper him to hand advantage. officially Thrawn's at this point. Yeah. I would also like to point out that, you know, I know we skipped past it, but I, I, I want to point it out for another reason. The fact that, you know, Thrawn had narrowed down to so many planets where the rebel base might be. And they went in and got into his office, erased the planet, replaced it with another one. Just And that was Agent Cal's idea. Replace it with a different one, he tells Chopper, to throw him off so he doesn't realize there's a planet missing. Thrawn knows something's up. Somebody's in his office, comes back. They all hide at the last second. Thrawn comes in, immediately pulls up the map and starts like looking and studying the planets. Because the dude's so friggin' smart that he knows that if someone was in his office, that's the most sensitive, valuable yeah, information in there. Exactly. And they never said a word. It's never so, yeah, said a word about so it. He just many, went in, opened up, and stared at it. So many and, things are implied. And you could, and they didn't, you know, you couldn't tell if he recognized it or not, but they kind of implied that maybe he realized something was a little out of place. Yeah. Yularen comes in. He's like, he's like, is everything in order? And, uh, and Thrawn kind of shuts it down and goes, apparently. Like, like, <laughs> yeah. like, like, it, maybe, but, mm, mm, mm. no. Yeah. 
Yeah. So yeah, now obviously probably Thrawn knows uh, where the planet is because he's probably going to look to see which one's deleted or maybe he'll remember it. Mm-hmm. But so they could have just ended up screwing themselves in the butt there. So yep. We'll see. Yeah. So should have replaced a, pretty, a different planet. That's pretty bum, good bum, episode. Bum. Five planets. Pretty good ep. Good ep. I love this episode. Yes. This is my favorite episode this season. Um, maybe my favorite episode in the last couple seasons. I remember I, this might, I mean, top three easily. Yeah. Next I love one, this though, episode. Yeah. It's really good. Next I, one's really good too. I even, yeah. I even liked it. Yeah. What? Uh, yeah. Uh, Rebel. Rebel. Maybe it wasn't so good after all. Yeah, I know. Maybe we not. Maybe this. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I was a little shaky in the opening scenes. The whole Wolfenstein Duke Nukem first person view yeah i kind of yeah. dug it i kind of dug it especially because it was just for the intro bumper like yeah. the cold open i thought that was real appropriate and it's funny though because as soon as it starts like five seconds in my daughter goes what are they doing yeah <laughs> that was the well the first thought that crossed my mind when i said i'm like what's going on oh if they do the whole episode like this i'm I, out i almost would have enjoyed that just really? just because well this show doesn't do a lot of experimentation no. like that some yeah. shows do way too much of that i brag on the walking dead a lot but that's something i would expect the walking dead to do and i would roll my eyes and whine for this show and it's animation too i would be like that's interesting because it's all very controlled what you see in an animated show. Right. You know, the things that aren't there are probably staggering, but you're just not shown that. So to do it from a certain from the character's point of view, they'd have to probably be a lot more. They'd be restricted in having to flesh out a lot more things you might not normally see. And uh, I, I would enjoy that. I enjoy, I definitely enjoyed even just that little bit of it. I, I, I kind of cool. wish they would have bookended that, though, because they started out. I wish they kind of at the end, you kind of go back into Callus's point of view. And maybe he turns around and sees Thrawn looking at him through a window or something. Yeah. And maybe Thrawn gives him a knowing smile and you kind of hear, you can probably hear his heartbeat maybe. And then you kind of <laughs> hear his heartbeat speed up a little bit. Oh man, Garrett yeah. needs to be writing. Need to be writing the show. It should have bookended that way perfectly because Through Imperial Eyes was the name of the uh, the episode. And yeah, it were. Yeah, should have Yeah, it do. Yeah. All right, next I'm one free, up. I'm free Filoni if you need me. There you go. Call me up. Nothing Email going me. on. Twit me. That's right. Twit him book, up. Book me. Book book him good. Gram me. B- book it. Give him I'm a not, free pizza. I'm not on the gram. Anyway, yeah. next episode. Secret Cargo. Boy. Yeah. yeah. Episode. Mm, yeah. Tasty foodstuffs. Mm-hmm. That was season one, Secret Cargo. Yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah, so Secret Cargo uh, is a pretty good episode. And I'll tell you why. Because we've got a sweet new starship. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll get to that later. The Chimera. Yeah, the Chimera. Nope. Chimnera. Chimnara? No. Chimri? It's the the Chimichanga. The Chalupa. Chimichanga? The Churro? No. The The Taco. It's a Liger. (laughs) It's probably my favorite animal. The Tigon? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, this uh, episode kind of opens up with the Rebels uh, escorting a, uh, a secret cargo ship. That's, uh, you know, escorting something, uh, has a cargo that they don't know what it is. And they're not allowed to know because it's super secret. Yeah, That's the super name secret. of the episode, Secret Cargo. Mm-hmm. But they end up uh, getting jumped by a, a, a sentry or a, a, a droid that's, uh, Imperial droid that scopes them out. <clears throat> one, of them the dumb, one of them dumb droids that flies <laughs> a probe like it's a ship. Yeah, the, the stretchy <laughs> And can't droid. report back unless it goes back to the probe. Yeah, it's, it seems like a poor design, but. Yeah, but we're stuck with it now. Yeah, yeah, we got it. So uh, yeah. 
I think those things are called the X E X D infiltrator droid. Yep, hexadecimal droids. Yep, hexadecimal. Yeah, yep. Dewey decimal. The X D uh, indicates overjoy. I guess. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Emoticon. Anyway, they yeah. get jumped by the Empire, and the the Empire ends up wasting the cargo ship, and they get their secret cargo aboard just before it explodes. And the secret cargo is one Mon Mothma. Oh, oh. Mon Crack-a-Lack and Mothma. And John yeah. Vander. Don't forget John uh, Dutch Vander. There you go. Yeah. Dutchy. Gold Dutchy leader. Magoo. Yeah. Yep. Flies the Y-Wing. Yep. Yeah. He's there. I thought uh, I liked how he looked. I, I was yeah, able to recognize him well enough. You know, I was like, if I didn't know his name, I still probably would have recognized him. Yeah, that's that dude who was in that movie. Considering all you ever see is him wearing his flight suit and helmet, there's not a lot you can go on, and they <laughs> no. did pretty well. Yeah, they did perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they end up getting. Also, he was an uptight. Board. He was kind of an uptight beehole, which works. Yeah, he does look <laughs> kind of like the type. Yeah, yeah. So Mon Mothma <laughs> is uh, on the run from the Empire because she said some pretty uh, disparaging things about the Emperor in a recent Senate session, and now she's uh, wanted as a uh, enemy of the Empire. Yep. She's on the run trying to escape the Empire. And of course, the Emperor's like, no, I hate you. You, you were mean to me and you hurt my feelings. I'm going to kill you. Yep. Just so, like that. Yep. Exactly like that. So they end up get, uh, escaping the Empire and the Ghost and, uh, and a few Y Wings escape with them. Uh, but unluckily for them, Thrawn is on the case. Bum, bum, bum. And he knows exactly where they're headed. Yes. Because he's Thrawn. Dang That's it. All he's you need to best. know. Yeah, he's freaking GA Thrawn. Yep. Yeah. So he he uh knows exactly where they're going because he knows all the space lanes apparently. That's knows. right. They're going in to find the Enterprise inside the nebula. Yeah. Yeah. Starship Reliant. And he's quoting Shakespeare. It's crazy. Yes. With my last breath, I spit. At the words, I spit my last breath. Last breath at thee, and then he explodes. By the way, Con! there, there you go. Yeah, and Spock dies, but he comes back to life. But that's right. a different. Whoa, movie. Whoa. Anyway, so uh, Thrawn gets to jump on him at just about as just. Oh man, I can't talk. <laughs> about as they're ready to enter the nebula. Yeah, and he releases a super uh, prototype uh, new Tie Fighter. Yeah, he oh, said, go we... get Alpha 1. Yeah, he should have said Alpha that. One. Yeah. Alpha 1. Alpha 1. And it's a, uh, a TIE Defender. Wait, 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 wait. Well, yeah. We've seen a TIE Defender before, right? We have seen a TIE Defender in a schematic yeah. in one of the earlier episodes, but well, yeah. they never named it until Which, this episode. What What did they name it in Rebels? They named it a TIE Defender. Welcome back. Yeah. <laughs> your dreams were your ticket out. If we're going to do this for the Chimera, we're going to do it for the TIE Defender. Hell Officially yeah. named TIE Defender. My number one favorite ship of all time. This time all time, all sci-fi properties yes. everywhere. Yeah, a lot, a lot of people who are not familiar with the video game Expanded Universe, the TIE Defender was heavily featured in the TIE Fighter series, as mm-hmm. well as uh, uh, you know, the other games that came after that. But yep. it's one of the most versatile, heavily armed, and defended craft 
in the galaxy. Against some Y-Wings. Yes, against oh, some Y-Wings. man, I would <laughs> toast the, Y-Wings by the dozens. A squadron of Y-Wings. They, if I were in this TIE Defender, they would be <laughs> vaped before they even entered the nebula. Yeah, they, those Y-Wings would be we dead. You know why? Because they handle like a sleepy hut. Even, yeah, ah, they do. Well, yeah, even yeah. with a light, light transport escort, I would still probably yeah. take them all out. Just waste. Just lay waste. TIE Defender, <laughs> W. The W right there. Yeah. Automatically. Yeah. Hey, uh, another thing, though, about those Y-Wings. Yeah. And you guys can dispute me on this. And again, I don't want to abuse the button, mm-hmm. but I would like to point out that the Y-Wings used ion cannons. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. <laughs> oh, geez. What oh, happened? Uh, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> your dreams were your we haven't about. seen that since the old games, to my knowledge. Y-Wings actually using ion cannons. So that's now an official thing. And I, I, they they kind of perform like weird, mo- like little white blobs like they do from the uh, ion control cannon yeah. uh, in uh, in Empire. They didn't have the, but, quite the right sound. Like yeah, and they weren't just little blue lasers or anything yeah. either. But uh, it was really kind of cool. And they made a point to mention it, like to discuss it as a, like a tactical thing. So I really appreciated that as well. Yeah. so That's ultra nerdy, I'll admit. Yeah, that was that was pretty cool. I like that. And uh, of course, they they get into the nebula. Tie defenders having troubles wasting them all for some reason. I guess the pilot uh, we learned is Volt Scaris, yep. who, if you remember from an earlier episode, was the uh, the trainer at the uh, yep. flight academy. Yep. Uh, who is like the Sunterfell kind of analog? Analog. Yeah. So I'm surprised he couldn't fly to Tie Defender as well as me, but. Yeah, I know. Nobody really can. You got. You probably have a lot more flight hours clocked. Pro- <laughs> probably do. I mean, this is the first yeah. prototype, you know. <laughs> Just yeah, so saying. They, they get into a fight in this nebula, and of course, they can't use proton torpedoes, or else the whole thing goes up in flame. Just explodes right. somehow. But uh, they end up, uh, Ezra uh, ends up getting in a Y-Wing because one of the y- Y-Wing pilots gets injured. So he ends up uh, flying with Dutch. They end up taking the uh, Defender out, or at least disabling it for a while. We never really find out what happens to yeah. Bolt and his TIE Defender. I assume they got out all right. Who knows? He could just be spinning off Vader style. Yeah. <laughs> so end up it's escaping. exactly like that, actually. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. So they end up escaping. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta, you have to do his audible Vader sounds like, hmm? Because he does that, like, look back and forth, like, am I in a ship? (laughs) Where am I? Yeah. So they end up escaping the nebula, but Thrawn's smarter than them and already has two Star Destroyers waiting for them. Apparently their uh, uh, tractor beams aren't that quick because Ezra and uh, Dutch end up getting out of the nebula in time to disable the ships for the ghost and the rest to escape. Right. To by 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 doing exactly what they weren't supposed to do, which is blow up the nebula. Yeah, they just <laughs> they just shoot ion or uh, their their missiles into the nebula. It explodes out and disables the uh, star destroyers. So mm. I don't know why the uh, Empire didn't do that initially. Just as uh, everyone's entering the you know nebula, just yeah. un- unleash in the nebula and just blow the crap out of everything. But yeah, yeah, but we're not supposed that's to. Ask those maybe questions. the maybe they don't want to waste ammo. They don't want to shoot unmanned. You know. Escape pod, so maybe that nebula is full of valuable Tabana gas. It could be, it could be. <laughs> there you go. So they end up escaping to the planet Dantooine. <gasps> Dantooine. Uh, yeah. What? 
<laughs> yes. And it's a really cool moment here. Cause, yes, uh, very cool moment. It actually gave me chills. Uh, Mon Mothma gets on the kind of the hollow net and starts broadcasting a message to every all the rebel cells around yep. the galaxy saying, hey, you know, this sucks. Everything sucks. The Empire sucks. <laughs> this sucks. Everything sucks. The Empire sucks. Direct quote. Yeah. A little out of character for Mon Mothma, Dude. but still. Yeah. She, she kind of gives a speech that, uh, kind of relaying how corrupt everything is and like everyone's freedoms are, are getting uh, crushed on by the crushed by the Empire. Yeah. And she says, hey, if you're tired of this as I am, you know, come come meet us here at our meeting point and we'll band together and form this rebellion. Kind of, you know, kind of a rebel just, alliance, if you will. Much more eloquent than I was, but yeah. Um, you Except for the "this sucks" part, she nailed that. It was kind of cool that this this kind of formulation of the actual rebellion is taking place on the ghost, while Chopper's kind of recording it and broadcasting it out to the, the entire galaxy. Yeah, and they're just sitting there waiting for a pregnant pause. Yeah, and looking then, out into space, and then just suddenly. Just ships just start flying in. Yes, you start seeing some very familiar ships. You see, uh, you know, a couple Corellian corvettes. You definitely see the 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 hammerheads. The hammerheads jump into system, which is really cool to see them, especially after Rogue One. Yeah, even though we've already seen them, seeing them show up again now (laughs) with the context of Rogue One, which I don't know if there was actual planning done for this to be so timely and close to the release of Rogue One. We're only a couple months away from that. Right. But it was just like, oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. So that was an awesome moment, just seeing these these ships jump into to orbit around Dantooine. I haven't gone and like paused and freeze frame and actually studied all the ships. I feel like that's something I should do because I would probably find something like titillating in there. Yeah, I definitely need to watch this episode for a third time because it was it was really good. It was worth it just for that climactic ending. Just having all, you know, this is the formation of the rebellion. This is, you know, what everything's this is where all this stuff started. So, yeah, really awesome to see that. And they did it really well in the cartoon. Mm hmm. Yeah. So Heck yeah. Good episode. These last two episodes have been dynamite, and I'm looking forward to the next few with get some Darth Maul versus Obi Wan. Now that's next. That's uh, that'll be weeks. no. That's the that'll be just a couple days after this podcast comes out. A few uh, days after this podcast yeah, it'll be comes like, out. Yeah, it'll be a Saturday. No, no, no. That's wrong. No, it'll be the this, Saturday after it comes out. This one, this episode, oh, this, no, that'll be, be the Saturday. Yeah, the, this be will be over. <laughs> th- that episode will have aired when people uh, hear yeah, this. So, yeah. but yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. Hope one it's as well. good, guys. Hope it's good. Uh, I do Was too. It good? I, I'm really, I'm not excited about the bend of Darth Maul wanting revenge on Obi Wan real bad. Yeah, because he kind of mm. already like <laughs> revenged a lot in the Clone Wars, but maybe yeah. he didn't get his fill of the revenge. Well, and I just I still was kind of hoping him for kind of be past that be past that enough to be obsessed with something else marginally sinister. Guys, I'm just gonna point this out. He was cut in half. <laughs> yeah, but I would be pissed too. That was not the worst case of being cut in half <laughs> that I've true. ever seen. That's true. That is true. Yeah, that's that right. That true. that definitely goes to uh, that goes to the kid who played John C. Riley's brother. Yeah, in <laughs> that one movie. Walk hard. <laughs> Walk hard. Yeah, that's the worst case of being cut in half I've ever, ever seen. seen. Uh, you going to be okay, right? <laughs> you better I'm say a, your I'm last words to, to him. He ain't going to last long. I'm going to have to repeat this one more time. 
Well, I thought he got, you know, I thought Maul got his revenge by killing, you know, Obi-Wan's somewhat girlfriend, uh, the leader of Mandalore, but I guess that wasn't Obi-Wan's asexual. That is bullshit. That whole, (laughs) I'm sorry. I had to, I had to make my commentary. (laughs) Booze and allergy medicine. That's (laughs) it. I'm sorry. Obi-Wan does not have a girlfriend. He was not. He was not secretly seeing Padme and all that other. No, Satine. Secretly seeing Satine. That's all. No, did you, you know, there was all those rumors back when Up Three came out that oh, it's gonna be you know, there's gonna be a love triangle and all this stuff. And I'm like, shut up, uh, a booby. <laughs> it's still fun to watch that in the back of your. Just keep that in the back of your mind while you watch it. it makes it more enjoyable. True. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that there was a love triangle that we didn't yeah. see. Yeah, Obi was, okay. Obi was slipping it <laughs> on the slide, bro. <laughs> Secret love triangle. <laughs> it's like somehow Anakin found out. That's why he was really pissed off. So really, Obi Wan's kind of the bad guy. That would have been a better angle, but yeah. like, that's no, not Obi Wan, dude. Obi Wan is as straight laced as they come. We're not banging. No. We just get together and have a cry over slain younglings. It that's happened. all. It happened between two and three. Yeah, he, went, he no. went to go gently caress her think, face no. with, with his Leia. mechanical hand, and she's just wasn't having actually it. Actually, Obi Wan's kids. Did you know yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's stop. why after they crash General Grievous' ship onto Coruscant, and they take that little transport, and they're hopping out, and they're arguing over who gets to see the press. Obi Wan's got that straight up alpha lean going on against the edge of the doorway, and <laughs> that thing. He's like, "So dinner tonight." She's pregnant with my children. (laughs) 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 My sperms is all up in your lady. I don't know what the hell's wrong with me tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Snorting cold medicine or something. (laughs) Must be catching Mike. (laughs) Anyway, let's move on. Catching old? Oh, boy. The much anticipated review. Of the final chapter in the Aftermath series. I'll cheer for that. By Chuckles mm. M. Windig. I, I don't know if M's his middle name. Chuck Danley Do. Yeah. Chucky D. Chucky Dubs. Yep. Yay. Empires and The fact that it's the last of anything written by Chuck Wendig okay. is enough for me. I know it's harsh. But I know. I feel bolstered by the fact that so many apparently feel the same way I did, I, what, which I didn't expect. One of our so. mutual friends is in the middle of reading this series, and he posted about it on Facebook. And uh, oh. I, I commented on it. I'm like, the series is kind of, and I, I don't know if this is apt or not, but the, I said the series is kind of, I compare it to kind of eating a vegan chocolate chip cookie. It's just... <laughs> Yeah. Technically, it's a cookie. It's, it's terrible. It's a cookie. And it's it, chocolate. It, it's associated with something that you theoretically enjoy. It's, it oh. can it can be good if it's made right, but it just has that weird taste that okay. you just can't get out of your mouth. Yep. Yeah. I'm on the first book of this series still. <laughs> Strap it's, in. I have been <laughs> for the last two and a half months. Like, I yeah. love the characters are the best. Out of any of the they're books. not the best. They they're not any great. of the books. They're really good. They they're great. really good. They're the, good. I say they're the best out of any of the current books. I'm not okay. including any of EU. the new canon books. Yes, any of the EU books. I'm not including. Uh, I like Ray Sloan. Ray Sloan is the best. Ray Sloan is great. Most She's of the other ones could all character in this book, which is why I think fragged and I could care less. Well, why don't we? Uh, why don't we just go through the review? Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Empire's Howie's in. had enough Sorry, of it. Sorry, Howie. Oh, man. Jeez. <laughs> We're running long tonight. 
You can't, yeah. you can't rush these reviews, bro. It's going to be a three-hour podcast. <laughs> Things always run long. That's all right. when Mike here. just went upstairs and ran some water over his face and head. Uh, so now everything's <laughs> just getting... started some more coke. Yep. Oh, yeah. so Sit down. Another line of the nose candy. Ride that white serpent. So th- this uh, book is basically... Hunter <laughs> sugar. I need it for Chucky it's D. it's called Empire's End is the end of the empire as we knew it. Kind of oh, just like oh. the, the Imperial Remnant gets swept away. The last one, battles at Jakku, one, as we've one seen day, many times before. One day, the second Death Star blew up the end. <laughs> no. Well, they had, Which we already knew that the last battle was at Jakku. Been, we, okay. yeah. Yeah. So we, has, we knew that, but this is going into some yeah. right. significant detail. All right, several, let's hit it. We have several main characters. We have Gallius Rex, who's like... We have several no. million characters. Main characters. Oh, main characters. <laughs> Lord almighty, like, wow. I'm going to go get a pillow. <laughs> This shot is not. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Even I want everybody to shut up and let Garrick talk. Wow. And that's, that's that weird. is saying something. Oh, no, <laughs> talk about Oedipus Rex. Come on. Yeah, so, uh, Gallius Rex is kind of the default leader of the Empire. Uh, we have Ray Sloan, who's been uh, kind of screwed over by Gallius Rex, who still thinks she's a Grand Admiral, but maybe not. Uh, she's kind of on the cusp. And we got, of course, you know, our, our main characters. Uh, we have Snap Wexley and his mom. We have the bounty hunter, <laughs> Timon, of course, Timon. Singer, the West. best character ever. Yeah, holy uh, yes. yes. <laughs> Shut up. Afra's the best character ever. Well, Singer's pretty badass. Yeah, Singer's oh, awesome. Whatever. Got, uh, the, the bounty hunter, Jass. So got a got a, a large group of characters. Nora. Miss, Mr. Oh, Nora Bones Wexley. is rattling. Mr. Bones. So good characters. Uh, they, through the course of the book, uh, I'm just going to kind of just Mr. do this real Bones quick. I don't want to really character. ruin anything for uh, Petrie here because I know he loves this book. But through the course of the book, they, they kind of are at odds with the Empire, of course. So that uh, they find out the empires um, gathered at Jakku in one huge fleet, kind of the remaining, the last remaining fleet the empire has. Is they kind there. of stumbled on. Upon yeah, them. they kind of stumbled on there, and so they go back and and tell the the alliance, I guess the New Republic now, that hey, you know, we need to do something about this. One last final blow, and the empire's done forever. And of course, there's a lot of. In fighting in the the Senate, Mon Moth yeah, goes up for re-election. Political battles, yeah. So, kind of a little little hesitation there, but eventually the Republic decides, yeah, you're right. Let's go put an end to this, and let's call it a day. And uh, I mean, there's a whole underlying plot line there that how they get that that through the Senate and how they get it ratified to go to war and destroy the Empire. It so, shows a little bit of Mon Mothma's. Uh, oh yeah, Mon Mothma's uh, awesome. Like they. Uh, Say what you will about uh, Wendig. He did really good doing the Mon Mothma character, in my opinion. Uh, I agree. So they end up going there. They waste the Empire. Uh, at the end, you, uh, Gallius Rex kind of gets destroyed by Raceloh and just gets shot up to heck. And she ends up uh, escaping in one of the Emperor's, um, you know, secret... Imperialis. Point, Imperialis pleasure ships. And there's kind of a reference to the, the Lando comic. You guys remember the Lando comic? I do. Do I ever. One of the best comics ever. Well, in that comic, he was stealing one of the Emperor's, uh, you know, secret yachts where he had all this stuff from this ancient Sith. And I guess he had a bunch of these stashed everywhere, and one of them was on Jakku. And uh, he had been working with Admiral Thrawn. Observatories, as they were calling them. Kind of map out the unknown regions, because according to uh, Gallius Rex, 
the Empire was kind of feeling a dark uh, presence out there, kind of like a signal. Back. <laughs> your dreams were your... I'm just saying. Yeah, it's kind of like a, a dark signal out there calling to the Empire, and it's kind of really mysterious, and we never really figure out what it is. Um, and then at the end, uh, Ray Sloan ends up getting aboard the ship and kind of getting uh, Hux. You remember General Hux from uh, A Force Awakens? Was a little yep. kid, and apparently Gallius Rex has been training a bunch of little murder kids to go around and assassinate people. Uh, Shadow <laughs> Academy. Yeah, so General <laughs> Hux is, General Hux's dad has been the one yeah, training him. Brindle Hux has been training him, and I guess he kind of gives control to his son. So his son is like now the ultimate leader over these murder children to do whatever he tells them to. So that that was uh, kind of never fully vetted out i don't think at the end it was kind of left hanging it's like oh so what now yeah. <laughs> he just has all these is intentionally yeah so yeah yeah i guess they're gonna explore that later i don't know but it ends up uh admiral uh grand admiral sloan uh brings uh you know brindle and his son uh son under her wing and kind of uses him to, as leverage to uh become the new leader of the empire and not they, get herself killed by the kids <laughs> yeah not get herself killed by the kids so she ends up, I guess she's now the, what I guess what remains of the Empire is basically a couple straggling Star Destroyers and one super Star Destroyer that's been out in the unknown regions for quite some time called the Eclipse. And it was kind of interesting that they, uh, at the end, they're kind of going out there. And I wish there was- Wait, 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 wait. Shouldn't I throw my finger on the button for that? The Eclipse? Yeah. I think it's been, was it in a movie? Was there one of the movies? Mm, a super star destroyer uh, called the eclipse yeah oh no no that was in dark empire was it? it well it was it was in the first aftermath book because that was the one okay that they didn't know sloan didn't know where where it ended up that's right knew. that's right so we already yeah. knew that so it's not necessarily the same eclipse from dark empire but it is another superstar where's it Superstar Destroyer and Dark Empire, I think, was maybe a sovereign class or something else like yeah, that. Yeah, there was a, and it had a it had a single turbo or a single super laser. Yeah, there was weapon. The Eclipse class. Yeah, this is the Star yeah. Destroyer called the Eclipse. Okay. And reading over it now, it looks like it was in the junior novelization of Star Wars: Return of the Jedi. Okay. But it has I guess that eventually that's what became the execution executor. I'm sorry. Gotcha. So, I don't know. This is kind of cool that there's a super star destroyer and I wish they kind of, I want to see more novels take place in the unknown regions. Cause I think there's a bunch of stuff to explore out there. That'd be, well, they cool. sure seem to be setting up a <laughs> yeah. pretty yeah. lobby I mean, serve. The, the main purpose of this observatory at Jakku that Palpatine put there was to calculate beyond the known region yes. into the unknown region. Yeah. Yep. To get past the, the cluster the, the of of difficult things yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah, and, and they the purpose kind of, they kind of touch on that like when they're going through the unknown regions to find the eclipse they're going through all these crazy gravitational anomalies and all this other stuff just to get out there so yeah very, very hard to get out there there's some really kind of interesting things overall in this book yeah absolutely. Um, i mean palpatine he, he he was of the mindset that this empire does not exist without me yeah. Uh, so he, that was the purpose of Gallius Rex. Mm -hmm. He really wasn't a part of the Empire. His main uh, existence was uh, Palpatine positioning 
him for the contingency. If, yeah. If something were to happen to him or the Empire, uh, Galax Rax, his job was to destroy the Empire yeah, and everybody a part of it. Because uh, you don't deserve to live if you let yeah. something happen. Because the, the Empire, the only reason an Empire exists is to protect the Emperor, is basically what his, his saying was. And if the Emperor does not exist, then the Empire should not exist as well. So Yeah. But they also allude to some people believe that Palpatine's coming back. Yeah. <laughs> there is a, a weird so, dark side cult that uses all this Sith stuff. Uh, apparently they have what I guess is Darth Darth Vader's lightsaber or thought to be Darth Vader's lightsaber and they're going around doing some murdery stuff. So it was interesting, I guess. It was one of the interludes. Uh, yeah, I would say some of the interludes were really good. Of course, Lando, Lando makes an appearance. Great. Yeah. yeah, Lando he, gets rests back Cloud City from a bunch yep. of uh, you know smugglers and and the Empire and ne'er do wells. So that was something cool. I found really interesting about that particular interlude was uh, part of, a big part of this whole thing was well not a big but um, Lando needed to get a gift for the new baby, which has officially been Solo. Mm-hmm. By the way, yep. Uh, and um i'm glad we cleared that up. as opposed <laughs> yeah. as opposed to ben organa <laughs> yeah which it could have been because she kept her name of and, course yeah. right uh <laughs> it was never <laughs> stated only professionally she only kept her name professionally for recognition uh but uh lando uh gifted ben a blaster yeah and and it put a note with it and so he, ben doesn't get this until later in his life yeah. that's the intent and and the note was if there if you ever find a time where you can't go to your parents if for whatever reason yeah. you can come to me oh i would just shoot your way out yeah. to, to uncle lando yeah uncle so, unky lando i don't know if that has any implications going forward in this in the series or if it's just something that they Hell threw yeah, in it does. but <laughs> It Are could. we going to see Lando ep eight? Could be. No, I think I think Ben. That was his first dark side try. He killed Lando. Lando. <laughs> <laughs> Lando's going to There's talk my nephew. Everybody <laughs> assumes it's going to be Luke and whatnot talking about you know off the ledge, but it's going to be Lando. It's going to be Unky Lando. <laughs> Smooth Lando. Yeah. Listen to my dulcet tones. He's going to talk him right into the bed. <laughs> Whoa! What? Wait! Yeah. What? That's, That's what, what happens, Lando dude. Do. You got to be careful. Don't with be the judging Lando. on Lando now. Anything could happen. Also, uh, another thing that came out of baby. Uh, this is we have the Gray Force. The Gray. Mm. <laughs> the in between. You probably should pay attention because this is probably going to come up. Yeah. I know, I know, but the I feel like we are before we go further into it. I feel like with so many things, we are racing to all these concepts that took like 20 years or 25 years to come to a culmination through all the many EU Legends books that we had, where it's like we had these big simmering concepts that were always on the edge of everything that were like someone would acknowledge in a, in a line in the end of a novel here and there, like, oh, there's something out past the unknown regions that's very mysterious and dark. Oh, you wouldn't believe what's out in the unknown regions. And then other stuff. You know, like we're talking about here, oh, the force is not so black and white. We had all this stuff that we worked for ages with tons of story to come to. And then we reset the canon and we're racing straight to those same things. But we're racing. It, I don't it, the same concept. I'm fine with Yeah, The thing is, it's it's still little sentences, like you say, 
but we have a lot of these <laughs> concepts in one book. Yeah, and that kind of so we're not racing to, me, to anything. We're just, but we're adding a lot because no, they're literally like one line sent. You know, but it was just it, it feels like it's it's cheapened because the reason why I think they're all in one book is because I think the movies are going to race toward these concepts. That's what yes, I mean by specifically that. That's the what unknown I was reason. Say. Really, yeah. I don't know about the gray force thing. How much that will even play i have a feeling I that like too. mike said that's likely to be Ryan very Johnson is going to take this into a very introspective direction and we're going to yeah. learn a lot more about the force than maybe we even want to know that's how i feel about it yeah so we did have a few welcome backs in this book <gasps> of course one notable one is lumpawaru chewy's yes. son welcome we did this already but why he's back all right yeah short one for him because yeah. we already did that yeah, that's true we also had durga the hut was mentioned. Yeah, Durga. No, I, are we really oh. applauding Durga's return? Yeah, come on, Durga. Yeah. For those Jar Jar's a clown. Jar Jar's oh. a clown. For those who don't oh. know, That's Durga the Hutt uh, was the one who built the dark saber, the kind of the shoddy. Rendition yeah, he's the one who made the, the Verpine star. build the dark yeah. saber. <laughs> so that was interesting that he's back in the canon. I think he was one yeah, of the, the main rivals to Jabba too. So that was he, yeah, and he was he was it, it, the way it was written before. He was always more powerful than Jabba, and Jabba was always trying to find a way to usurp Durga. Yeah, so they're so they're Dur- from rival clans in the hut, yeah, the rival hut clan. So that was that was cool. They kind of brought him back. Um, I think it's yeah, really, why not? Yeah, why not? Why not? I think that's about it. I I don't really remember any other things that stuck out of me from the that hadn't been already added into the eu really but who knows i could have missed something let me know if i did oh no there's one <laughs> more thing huh? mr bones at one point starts to malfunction and he starts talking like hk47 where you know what? He, he says declaratory and then he says his statement so i guess maybe that's a welcome back I don't know. Nah, it's not really <laughs> welcome. Uh, are we talking about when he was rebuilding himself? Yeah. Well, at one point when they're on the, uh, I think they're on a transport with, with um, um, Ray Sloan. Uh, he was he was tripping out like something had gone wrong with him, and he started. Uh, he had kind of the you know the declaring his statements before he said them like HK forty. Well, that was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That he was. It was only really in kind one of a line. malfunctioning state. Yeah. Yeah, no sense, but yeah, that's, no, that's H- HK was always was always in some kind of malfunctioning state. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> so is Mr. Bones. Overall, I gotta say, no, oh, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, overall, the series wasn't bad. Um, I enjoyed it. I thought the story was good. I, I enjoyed the characters, of course. Um, just the writing style, I know it's off-putting to some. To me, I, I it is for the first couple of chapters, but I get into it after a while. Uh, my biggest complaint is. Just the little things he puts in there to take you out of the moment, uh, yeah. Like uh, you know the Jar Jar thing. There's a there's a couple little uh, little nitpicky things like he brings things in from the real world. Like in the they f- can call them whatever they want. Yeah. They're distractions. <laughs> like, yeah, they are distractions. What? Like, there's hot dogs in Star yeah, like, Wars. Come on. <laughs> like the first book where he brings in Settlers of Catan. Oh, that infuriated and describes settling. it in detail yeah. so that you know it's Settlers yeah. of Catan. It's just it's just little things that. Uh, like that, I'm just like, yeah, okay, that's that's just ah, this leaves a bad taste in my mouth. And what yeah. would otherwise be a really, really, almost probably one of the best novels in the new Star Wars. I, you know, probably. that's uh, that's the thing is it, it's it's such a double edged kind of sword here where not double edged sword. It's not really one. I was gonna say, oh no, it's not. Uh, just don't do it. <laughs> um, but this, I I feel like the characters 
and the stories themselves are really, really good. I found them very interesting. But it'd be nice if someone else was typing the words. Yeah, the writing, (laughs) like at the at the end where it's a very climactic moment where you know, you have Nora Wexley and her husband, uh, what's his name? Uh, yeah, and uh, Ray Sloan all getting their ass kicked by Gallius Rax. And it becomes to the point where you're like, I just want to know if they die or not. Would you get to that already? <laughs> just end it. Was it. So annoy- it's so annoying to, I just, I can't really describe how annoyed I was. Well, I could use some words that. to describe it for you on the IO9 uh, review by Catherine Trendacosta. Everything that Aftermath Empire's End reveals about the new Star Wars universe. The top rated comment in the comments section, so you know it's going to be good, <laughs> is thank you for taking it upon yourself to allow me not to have to read this garbage and still find out what happened. You've truly died for our sins. Bless your heart. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel. I don't feel as as awful as these people do about no, these books. Not, and me. I don't and feel me. bad but for reading these. I, I, no, I'm I'm glad I did because yeah. there's a lot of great things in them. It's just yeah, th- there's a lot of things where he does. He just I don't know. It's purposely just takes you out of the moment. <laughs> I don't know yeah. if it's purposeful, but I feel like are you trying to take me out of the moment? Exactly. Continuously. Yeah. He, Ch- Chuck Wendig Chuck Wendig is the, uh, the literary equivalent of shaky cam. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sometimes it's much. like here are seven paragraphs to describe this one little thing. And now what are we talking about again? I don't, I don't know. know. Jar Jar's a clown though. Hey, yeah. Yeah. juggles. Look yeah. over here. Of course, I don't know if it's seven paragraphs because I'm listening to it, but you know. <laughs> he doesn't actually say new maybe, paragraph. Maybe you know, maybe <laughs> maybe the 15 hours was really condensed should be condensed to 6 hours. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. The Cliff Notes version uh I would definitely prefer. Not and it sucks because I agree the story's good the characters are good I want to experience all this I I I cannot enjoy what he does another interesting thing is Mon Mothma makes an ex imperial her advisor that's because she's oh, a politicking yeah. that's right she makes she's straight Sinjur. up politicking she makes yep. her 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 uh, sole advisor I guess at the end he is but yeah that was cool no they, he, he she ends up having three at the end oh that's right okay yeah so that yeah, was character even Star Wars no I don't. Yeah, it was cool. Uh, yeah, so hopefully some of these I, interludes. I'm telling you what, though, the Mon Mothma stuff, Garrick, you're right. Yeah, like the writing for Mon Mothma and that whole you know, stuff that with was with her was really good. Yeah, I just hope some of these interludes become books of their own because that would be really cool. Especially the the Tatooine. Some one, of them. The Tatooine one I really loved. But, uh, remind me of that one. Oh, this is the one where the guys dress up like Boba Fett. And he's kind of oh, trying to yes. bring law and order back to Tatooine. Yes, that was really good. The sheriff of Tatooine. Yeah, he's, yes. he's striking deals with Tusken Raiders and stuff because they hate the Imperials and Huts and everybody just as much as, you know, he does. So he strikes a deal with them and gives them like, and it kind of reminded me of uh, the old Republic mission where you go out to the Tusken Raiders and you have the option to kill them all or get them moisture evaporators and they're, they're friends with you. And that's kind of mm-hmm. what he did. He gives them moisture evaporators and water. And they're kind of like, okay, we'll fight for you. That's cool. I remember one time. I remember the first time I played that, I messed something up and ended up having to kill them all. You probably opened a chest. <laughs> yeah, probably. If you open anything in that that place, they all just murder your face. Yeah, I think that's exactly what happened. As a matter of fact, 
Um, I do want to bring up a concern of mine. I think we already have an issue between two Star Wars books now with a Lost Stars. Issue? Yes, with Lost Stars. Yeah, and this book. What that? Oh yeah, that's because, right. Because uh, the 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 main girl in Lost Stars. When she crashed down in Jakku, she wasn't like... Tra- <laughs> you had to set that down so you could gesture with both hands. Yeah, yes. <laughs> she, she wasn't going mad. Yeah. As Chuck Wendig wrote, all the other Imperials were going crazy because they had been on Jakku for forever. And, right. And in this desolate place. Yeah. So it seems like... What what's going on there? Yeah, which one is it, bro? Yeah, yeah. And bro, and bro, I don't know it. if you felt that too, Garrick, or not. But yeah, I kind of did. But uh, I'll have to go back and read Lost Stars because I can't remember That's... if she came in right at the end of when all that. Like she was one of the. But last she shouldn't have come in right at the end because they were all together. Yeah, or maybe right before the rebels jumped in, she jumped in. To... I can't remember. I'll have to go back and read it. You do that report back. Okay, we'll do. So yeah, it's okay. So, book it's okay. M- M- moving on. It's time for the Porkins Bite of the Week! <laughs> wow, moving along. <laughs> Mike's awake. Uh, We're already six uh, hours in. Uh, I don't know if y'all know this, but Snape mm-hmm. dies what? when he gets, all, he gets all add up by a snake. Oh, he gets bit <laughs> but by you right. have to wonder if Snape might have survived. I'm sorry, Snape. It's hard to say Snape and Snake is the same, it's similar. They sound similar. They sound the same. I, I You have to ask yourself if Snape might have survived if he doubled his efforts. Mm-hmm. Sort of like Moff Jejerod promised to, yeah, to Vader. I remember that. When he's all like the Emperor be coming up in here. We'll double our efforts. Because Alan Rickman auditioned to play Moff Jejerod. Oh, oh. Damn it. That would have been awesome. there. Damn it, Lucas. Oh, it's not like the guy who played Moff Gerard was bad. Yeah, he was pretty good. Oh, he was fine. Yeah. Yeah. But it could and have you wouldn't Snape. have known who Alan Rickman was. This is pretty diehard, yo. In 2017, I would know. That's right. You you would know. Yeah. You would retcon know. I'm Alan <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Make sure Speaking you... of knowing stuff and not knowing stuff, it's time to talk about some rumors. Mike's ready to go. He's been staring at his phone for the last hour, just trying to get himself excited. Classic Mike. Sleeping. I don't know what you're talking. About. No, 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 no. Well, we are running long, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to read through some of the latest rumors, and uh, you guys just chime in when you feel like chiming in. This always cuts down on time. <laughs> do we, get, we only get one. Is it like the press play to say where we only? Get yeah, one? we get one vote. Do we one have vote. to mention that every episode? <laughs> yes, I'm making it a habit now. All right. <laughs> well, there are new rumors out this week about the Last Jedi, the trailer challenge that's supposed to be coming <laughs> out over uh, uh, celebration here in a few weeks. Pass, believe it when I see it. Pat, you don't think there's going to be a trailer at celebration? <laughs> okay, let's ask I just, that question, guys. Does I just wrote on. Doubt there's I just wrote be... on my placard, making whoopee. That's all I did. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. The dating yeah. game. All right. All right. <laughs> the newlywed um, game. I, I can't believe there's anyone that doesn't think there's going to be. I mean, it's going to be all Last Jedi. <laughs> I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to say sizzle reel. That's all we get. I'm not, we're not even going to get a teaser. Uh, it's going to be a trailer. We had a trailer 
I mean, for Force Awakens, months before this. We had a teaser. Yeah, months before this. (laughs) This, It's time for a trailer. It's going to be a Rogue One. I feel like they've done a a real strong strong case for not giving a rat's butt what the fans think about this stuff. We didn't get a Rogue One trailer. No. At Celebration London. Lame. They got got a sizzle reel. And then... They played more footage yeah, and didn't ha- tell everybody on the internet that they're just replaying what, old footage for but them. What was <laughs> happening last year during that time? There was all the reshoots and all that stuff going on. We they're don't reshooting have, they, now. They have the Carrie Fisher reshoots they, now. But they don't. Uh, yeah, but it's not half the movie like we were hearing before. I don't know. I don't think that they're, the reshoots this time are nearly as intensive. One one would assume. I think we're getting. I think we're getting a trailer. But you know what assuming does breaks your heart when you don't get a teaser. I'm just right. saying. Oh, it's oh. Okay. That's so not, anyway, that's not what I heard. There's there's some descriptions about the the trailer. It's, it's seems to be indicating that uh, number one that uh, we're going to be like we've kind of heard and been inspecting that um, that Last Jedi starts right where Force Awakens leaves off, which yep. has left a sour taste in a lot of people's mouth. Uh, a friend of the show, Toby, was texting me this week. He's pretty upset about that. I don't love I it. I want to see the handoff. I, I don't love Why? it, but I, I, <laughs> I agree with Howie. Like, I think the setup... Okay, Star Wars doesn't end on that type of a cliffhanger. No, it doesn't. It's it's unfortunate. Even, even the end of Empire, which had Han, you know, frozen in carbonite, still tied things up in a bow that said, time's about to pass, y'all. Yeah. And Force Awakens, as much as everybody wants to, you know, get down and 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 just, you know, bat JJ's balls back and forth, <laughs> like a it, cat. It it did a lot of things that that kind of break the mold, even though while at the same time trying to just be a Xerox copy of old Star Wars movies. Well, so all this kind of leads into the kind of the next rumor that's been going around is that supposedly at uh, the last. Uh, investor meeting with Disney. The Bobiger um, played some footage of the movie. Sure and done. Supposedly, the rumors going around that the first line of the movie has been revealed. Yep. Okay? What? Yep. And yep. so the first line goes as such: we have our crawl and sets everything up. What crawl? Which I don't. What's the yeah, crawl right. going to be? I'm not even sure what the crawl is going to be. But remember. Remember Force Awakens? Force Awakens. That's the crawl. And the, and the joke is that the what crawl do you have if no time has passed? Yeah, right, right, yeah. exactly. Because the first line supposedly is going to be okay. It's, it's after Batman kicks the butts of the two criminals on the roof, and he grabs one. He's holding him by the collar, dang him off the edge of the roof, and the criminal says, "Tell your friends about me." No, the criminal oh, says, criminal. "Who are you?" <laughs> That's it. I wanted you to pick it up. Nobody did. Batman, come on. Tim Burton, you guys don't hey, remember anything? No, sorry. I, I, I the was next and, and Ray answers. It, I'm Batman. What is wrong with you, people? <laughs> tell your friends about me. <laughs> I'll tell you what's wrong. It's 1.30 in the morning. Um, I I really think it depends on the inflection of this question. Mm, well, the it, well. Like, who are you? Okay, but because there's a lot of impl- <laughs> well, there's a lot of implications here. Again, this is a separate rumor from the trailer rumor, you know, because this is stuff that's supposedly been shown to investors. So this seems to be reinforcing this whole. Okay, we're starting right at the moment she's handing Luke the lightsaber. Wish okay? I was yeah. investing. And supposedly he looks at her and says, "Who are you?" So there's other implications there too, right? That if he doesn't know her, you know, oh, this whole thing about she's a Skywalker, doesn't that? 
Yeah, right. Doesn't that kind of shoot that out no. of the water? No. 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 Well, shoot based on the, the if water. that you said, but that's a big if. <laughs> if. At this point, Ray hasn't been able to tell anybody many details about her own past, and considering some of her past was getting dredged up after touching that lightsaber, we're kind of led to believe that Ray might not be too certain of remembering everything when she's a little kid. So maybe, just maybe, Luke is saying, do you know who you are when he asks, who are you? And he also could be, you know, may like have had that. a daughter. And didn't know about it. Dun, dun, dun. And senses it. Could be. Could be. But, you know. I'm still wondering if this Let us not forget Petrie's uh, sharing that he did, if anybody was watching on Periscope. If not, go to at FlyCasual1138 on Twitter. You got it right this time. Thank you. And uh, and check out where Petrie was sharing that the name on the uh, Tierfond is it Tierfon? Tierfon Yellow, Tierfon Yellow, Yellow, Yellow Aces. Aces helmet that Ray is wearing while chilling out and eating her muffin stuffings mm. uh, on Jakku is uh, the name in Arabesh is Ray, meaning that Ray may have taken her name from a helmet she right. found. Right. So, so what if, you're, if what that's you're the case, she might have her memory wiped. Well, and have what no you're suggesting is. is that Luke is testing her saying, who are you? And yes. if she answers Ray, then he knows that, okay, I've got to start at this point. Yep. <laughs> I like yeah. that. To, He's, yeah. I am Jaina Solo, then it would be a different spot, <laughs> yeah. right? No, yeah. it's going to be Mara Solo. Oh, accept that. Wouldn't that mess your world up? Oh, I could be... just see Mike throwing his popcorn and <laughs> yeah. I'm out. storming out. <laughs> I'm done. Mike out. I'm done with Star Wars. Run my nose in it. Don't worry, Mike. They won't do that. They're even putting stuff at the end of the credits. They'll, well, they'll name her Callista. Callista. <laughs> Flockhart? Oh, that'd be better than Mara. I could take Callisto. that better than Mara. All right, so we, got, yes. we got tons of uh, Kylo Ren stuff out this week, too. That's character I don't like. And uh, the most prominent of which, well, we've heard the rumor about him having the, the cape that's more Vader-like. and Who cares? I do. I've heard so much about the stinking cape. It's not you, Mike. It's Star Wars. <laughs> I have heard so much about the stinking details of, of Kylo Ren's cape. And I'm like, who gives a rat's arse? He wore a cloak in the last? I don't care about the length of his cape. Yeah. Is right. this are we are it's a we new Kyber crystal? Are we talking about this kind of stuff because there's just not a lot to talk about? <sighs> no, is that why there's I, this kind not, of stuff? I'm not giving the rumor. I, that was set up. What I just said was set up. Pass. Well, the rumor. Dashed it on Thank the rocks. You, Corey, <laughs> like a pro, like a boss. <laughs> he ran up and he kicked it in the. Taco. The new thing is that supposedly in the trailer we're gonna be we're gonna see <laughs> Kylo Ren unmasked and that we're gonna see that he was horribly scarred from his encounter with. With Ray. Oh, okay. so well, I'm glad I know. didn't jump. Was Adam Driver in a car accident? Yeah. I was gonna say, <laughs> I, we've seen his face. A car accident called Ray. Oh, oh dang. You mean a Mack truck accident? <laughs> Boom. And Roasted. also Star Killer base blowing up. Yeah. 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 There's also some theories that have been popping up about Kylo Ren and his path to the dark side. And actually, this relates, I guess, to the novelization of the um, Force Awakens. And I'm going to take a second here and try to find. The rumor is, is the longer his cape, the more he killed his dad. Yeah. Killed him good. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that cape. Holy crap. His dad's dead. Yeah. Supposedly. I'm, I'm just going to paraphrase here instead of trying to find the quote. Basically, what it says is that in the novelization, when he kills his father, when he kills Han Solo, that he was expecting to feel. I mean, this was his test, right? This was 
Snoke is like, okay, look, you got to take this to the next level, and this is what you got to do, and they've been setting this up for a long time. Okay, so he finally gets to that point, um, and I guess this goes to some debate about whether he was really, you know, when Solo was saying, hey, give me the, the saber, was he intending the whole time to stab him, or was he really fighting internally, like, geez, should I give this over, should I not, whatever. Yeah. Um, well, the novelization seems to indicate that once he commits the act, he expects to feel a rush of power you know, surge in him. And actually he's weakened by that. Um, the, the novelization claims that he is weakened by the event. Yeah. So, which I'm is telling unexpected. You, I am, I'm still, I'm not counting out the possibility that Kylo going to be on the good side by the time we get to Ep 10 yeah. or Ep 9. Ep 9. Yeah. Wow. That, I mean, I don't know. That seems to kind of indicate that that's kind of a interesting, I mean, I'm not surprised by that just because we know this is a character that, is struggling with the light, which is as strange as that seems to yeah. us. It's a dark side character struggling with the light. Maybe yep. maybe and, a little uh, gray. Yeah, the the whole gray Whoa. thing, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, we got lots of Snoke theories uh, coming around. Um, one of which is that uh, obviously he is a horribly scarred character. We're hearing um, some rumors that perhaps Luke is the one that caused this horrific scarring with some kind of uh, encounter with Snoke at some point. Yeah, we're or hearing maybe Vader on top. Knows. I'm writing this. This what's because yeah. <laughs> he's the Palpatine. That's what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. He's the, he's the return of Palpatine. Yeah. Well, what we're hearing is that um, perhaps uh, that Ep Eight is actually going to be heavy, very heavy, and I'm hoping this is not true, but very heavy with flashbacks. Mm-hmm. We're going to see a lot of flashback and a lot of setup and a lot of history, which I guess sort of makes sense again i'm not hope i'm hoping that this isn't the case yeah and that they're more there's more exposition and less showing well stuff. we're trying to tie in a 30-year gap yes here. exactly this is the problem with doing yeah doing this doing yeah. it this way right so what they're saying is that we're going to see some kind of you know flashback of this confrontation that that snoke is is scarred by luke at some point which okay fine you know i guess that's it is what it is but there are new rumors um coming out now that are novel that we just reviewed has come out there's all these rumors now that this gallius rax character is actually snow he did and i'm gonna re- i'm gonna refer to the guys that actually read this book no, he did. i announced it be- he, i announced he, it to you guys before any of you even he read did. it he 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 done did he really that did. was the dumbest theory ever oh a bad guy in charge of the empire <laughs> must be the same other bad guy in charge of the empire i'm done i'm going on break if anybody in that book is snoke it's that tashu guy i can't remember his name yeah. it's like yashu or tashu or something yeah. we call Which, him we call him palpa buddy he got thrown off a cliff by <laughs> set him up gallius rex and he's wearing this weird well if he's thrown off a cliff loop, then he was a loop Sith, shoe. so is that right loop to shoe yeah loop to loop shoot. what yeah, poop yeah. Shoot. well it, what was interesting thing about that book is he put on a sith uh, a mask of Sith origin, yeah, and felt all this power rushing in, yeah. I, and then Rax pushed him down a pit, yeah. And he, well, well and he did that's final a, death for he a led Sith. A group of like uh, dark side acolytes. They're, they're the ones yes. who had Vader's saber, so it could be him. I doubt it. The Vader saber. Well, he could have been all scarred up by being dumped into this powerful force giving hole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there right. are rumors that these acolytes that you're talking about are actually the precursor to the yes. Knights of Ren. Right. If they're and so if they're connected with Snoke in some way, I mean, sort of makes sense, right? I yeah. suppose. I don't know. Makes I mean, sense. it falls in it falls into my head canon perfectly yeah, that I've sure. got plotted out. <laughs> right. 
right. head cannon. My own personal fanboy wet dream. The last, the last thing, we have other rumors here, so be sure to stop by betterkind.com, click on the show notes for episode 128, and follow along. But uh, last one I'm going <laughs> to Good hit. luck. Good luck. <laughs> We're racing through this. Yeah. Yeah. The last one I'm going to hit on is uh, there supposedly has been some, uh, actually some leaked footage of uh, Mark Hamill on set, which was, uh, I mean, this is the first stuff that we've uh, actually seen from leaked sets, I think. Well, no, we we had the pictures, I guess, of of uh, a couple of the sets from uh, Croatia, but... Uh, we also, no, we also had the, the, air, the drone shots of Pinewood. Right, right, yeah. where they're on Octu, yeah, right. Yeah. So there's there's been a few, but it... it I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but it feels like we've had a lot less in terms of leaks for F8 than we did F7. It seemed oh, like yeah. F7, F7 feel the we same had way, stuff yeah. just, just, so, I mean, obviously. F7, we wanted it more, and F7, they were trying too hard to keep it from getting out, which right. is almost like forcing it out, like right. like that, like the poop you're just right. trying so to F, keep so in, F8, and it just wants to come out that much right. faster. So, F8, <laughs> they learned from their mistakes on F7, plus we had Rogue One going on, so everybody was pre- preoccupied with Rogue One. Yeah. So, but supposedly, and, and you can you can again click on the show notes and and follow the link for this. But there's a YouTube video of some footage of Mark Hamill on set. It looks like somebody that's standing off. I don't know, maybe you know, I, a couple football fields away, holding up a camera, and uh, it looks like a um, Luke is basically they have him on a, a prop that from a camera angle will make it look like he's on like a a ledge of some a sort. A precipice. Right, exactly. But it's like a it's like a platform basically and he's just it's just his cape blowing in the wind and that type of stuff. Awesome. And they actually they don't even really know. He had know. really bad gas. <laughs> they don't even really know that it was Mark Hamill. So but uh, if you want to check that out, you skip forward to about the one minute mark on the video that we've got linked to the show notes and you can check that out too. So awesome. not, not, I'm not not I don't know that there's much to say about that other than, you know, hey it's set footage. So Sweet. Anyway, that's all I have for rumors. That's all you have in rumors. Yeah. Sweet justice. That brings us to the end of this train wreck. Screeching halt. <laughs> Ladies and germs, why don't you follow us on Twitter at FlyCasual1138, where Mr. Steve Powell, foreign correspondent of the UK, is your becloaked master of all things Star Wars news, rumors, and fun stuff related. And of course, we're taking part in the community there as well. So please give us a follow, give us a shout, give us a holler. Uh, if you got a dollar, we'll give you a swaller. I'm just saying, what? but that's a, that's a, that's an old, uh, that's an old redneck song. It has nothing to do with whatever you're thinking. You filthy trash. Shouldn't be for a second there. I honestly thought that noise you were making was coming out of Mike's phone because oh, it just cool. sounds like the kind of thing that would happen right now. Yeah. Nice. For, yeah. So yeah, follow us on there. And, uh, also on Facebook, facebook.com slash fly casual podcast. And again, run to better Check out the show notes. You've been told, you know where they're at. You can follow along just like we do. Uh, and also once you run out to iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast and give us a nice little review so we can find more listeners just like you. In the meantime, it's a race to get Mike upstairs and get him to hang around a little bit before he goes and gets in the car, go gets Taco Bell, drives home and stays up for another three hours. So <laughs> we're going to tie this one up. I'm Corey over there's Mike. No more scotch, Garrick. No oh, more. more. No hey, more he ain't the only one with a He ain't the only one with a Costco membership, buddy. I'm your Huckleberry. Over there is uh, that's Howie. I, I like berries. Mm, berries are nice. You know, I, I'm not. I'm not a big blueberry fan. Mm. Not. Uh, uh. Mm. Oh, there's Petrie. I like crunch berries. Yeah, 
They cut the roof of your mouth all to shreds. They so. do. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Over there's Garrick. Hey, guys, don't forget to go out and rate us on iTunes. If we get 100 ratings, Corey will dance to I Am Han Solo <laughs> on Connect. Star Wars oh, Galactic Dance. That's off. true. Oh, is that what's yep. happening yep. now? That's, that's what's happening now. I said it. You can't take you know it what? back. It's recorded. I'll go <laughs> ahead. Suckers. I'll go ahead and agree. I'll go ahead and agree to that because I don't believe our listeners are. I believe oh, our listeners are as lazy oh, as we are. Oh, you threw it down, Get guys. You heard me. Your friends Damn. don't have yes. to listen. Down. Get them to vote. Yeah, because I'll, I'll hey, record hey. it and throw it on YouTube. I may be carrying enough around here for two, three, four people, but uh, Daddy knows how to shake it. I'm just saying. If y'all don't do it, you're missing out. So. In the meantime, we are Berry Jelly. Mm, Berry Jelly.